DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on right now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. This segment is brought to you by SNS Roofing. They are bringing you football. It's a weird, weird time, PK. Spring football, pro day. The Utes don't have one. They literally, either they got super seniors coming back or guys transferred or they, they just they don't have one. And uh, Kyle, we had him on earlier this morning, 8 a.m., he did his media availability, and he said, yeah, this doesn't usually happen, but eh, every once in a while, and this is the one for me. And for BYU, 31 teams showing up, except for the Rams, which is a no comment on BYU. They're simply not sending people out to pro days. I don't know if they're saving money or health conscious or just think they're a waste of time or whatever. But everybody else is on hand. What are they going to learn? Well, I don't know how much you're going to learn. I just think the whole idea that 30 of the 31 of the 32 or whatever it is that you just mentioned is at BYU right now is a great sign as far as the advancement of BYU football. You know, Bronco used to talk about, well, he didn't know if the pro lifestyle was what he wanted for his players. Well, he had no right to decide that. That's up to the players and the kind of money that they could possibly get uh, uh, that's good for them if they can get it. Uh, and I think that with Kalani, they've embraced the idea of trying to build an NFL program. And to me, this is a major step. Symbolically, this is telling people BYU football is on the rise. That's what I think the big deal is, to see Zach Wilson throw and all this stuff. I've been watching him throw for six years, right, uh, as far as that goes. So I know he can throw the football and – He'll get his shot, and like we were just talking about, it's up to him what he does with his shot when he gets it because he'll get it. But the Isaiah Kafusis of the world and and all these kids that are there, and they've got some kids from uh, last year who didn't get an opportunity, like uh, what, Hifo was going to be there, you know, because of last year we know what happened with the quarantine at this time last year and all. So the fact that they've got a large number of kids there representing BYU is, to me, it's a real great symbolic message and that all these NFL teams want to go there and be at the facility that we've all been in, uh, BYU there, caddy corner from the football offices, the indoor place, is a tremendous level of accomplishment because it just seems like for a few years there, BYU and NFL, they weren't synonymous. And rarely were they getting a guys drafted and if they got a guy drafted it was one player and that was it well if you want to be big time football that BYU professes it wants to be you've got to have NFL guys you've got to send the message of this is a program that can get you to the NFL don't downplay it don't ignore it embrace it and thrive in it and say absolutely We've got guys on our staff who can get you where you want to go. Herm Edwards has built a program around that. We'll see if it pays off in terms of winning big because he hasn't done that yet. He's gotten a lot of buzz. He's got to win you know, eventually sooner than later. For him, he's going into his fourth season. He's got to win. But they embrace the pro thing. Don't run from it. Embrace it. And I think today – is uh, symbolically speaking, I think it's important for BYU football. 
they're already hitting recruiting with it. Everything's about recruiting. On social media, they got a nice graphic out. It's got 31 logos on the left-hand side. Yeah. And on the right-hand side, it says, Pro Day, 55 NFL personnel from 31 NFL teams attending yeah. BYU. Yeah. So all the 16-year-olds want to go to the NFL, whether they want to or not, whether they can or not. When you're 16, 17, you're dreaming about it. So throw it out there. You know, with Bronco throwing it out there, he didn't have that many pros. And if you've been around pro sports, you've heard stories that make you flinch no matter who you are. It's easy to say it's BYU and it's a BYU thing. But whoever you are, you've heard stories that make you flinch. So that was just an easy thing for him to say in the moment and deflect on the fact they didn't have enough. I mean, he didn't want to kick Taysom Hill off the roster, and Taysom Hill had NFL talent. Oh, get away from here. Taysom, don't do that. Come on. Everybody around BYU wants to see Taysom do well and get as much of an opportunity as he can and crush it as much as he can. So I think that's why he blurted that out. And Kalani knows that if you're going to win and if you're going to beat these Power 5 teams that are on his schedule, he's charged with winning. His job literally depends on it. Not in any one game, but big picture it depends on it. You better have pros because they're going to have guys of that caliber. So pump it. You got to work it, and they are working it. This is going to say something that sounds really redundant, but difference makers make the difference. Right? That is really what it comes down to. And to have the guy who demands the double team, uh, that, that makes the play callers, offensive or defensive side of the ball, that much smarter. You know, there's a reason Kyle says recruiting is 90% of the deal. You know, and it's not that they don't work on schemes because they do, but. And you get an NFL quarterback and an NFL running back and an NFL wide receiver, and you'll go a long way. And, and you see it. All the elite teams, when you do the draft, you look back, and you're like, well, that's why those teams are ranked top five or top ten. That's why they're in the playoff or the conference title game. They got the pros. And then what's even better for BYU in this respect, if you take these kids that are three stars, the star ranking is such a big deal, and – whether it's true or not, uh, it doesn't really matter because we still make it a big deal, right? And I buy the logic, the more four and five stars you can accumulate, the better you're probably going to be. You can't necessarily pinpoint player XYZ four-star is going to turn into Kyle Van Noy. Uh, You don't know that. But the more of those you get, the better chance you are that some of them are going to develop. So I like the fact that they could also point to, as Kyle's been able to do just a thousand times over, we took player ABC, and whether he was highly recruited or not, we developed him into a first-day, early second-day draft pick. Yeah, pump that up. And so for BYU, you know, they get the, the BYU's recruiting rankings, they're, ne- they're never really a true measure, for better or worse, because – you're going to get kids, and they'll sign, and then say in 2020, they sign 22 kids, whatever. Okay, well, at least half of them now, if not more, I don't know what the percentages are, go away for two years. So the point being, they have get some players that they actually signed in 2017 or 2018 that are going to be on the 2021 roster as a first-year player, and we sort of forget about them. Nerds like Yach, he knows them, but i got to admit, I forget about them. And uh, until they get out on the field, and then I see them do well. And so to, to put a level or a number on BYU's recruiting is somewhat uh, stupid because of the fact they've got so many kids coming and going on missions. 
But the thing about it is not all these kids are highly rated. And if you can get these players and then develop them to where pro people want to come watch them play or work out on their pro day, that's pretty awesome because that's what it's about too. So I think, and and probably more so for BYU because traditionally they aren't going to get the four and five star stud, and that's fine if you can't get them. It's great if you can get them, and you know the Alabamas of the world just roll them off like an assembly line. But how do you develop kids? What is your weight training program? What is your strength and conditioning and all that stuff? What type of uh, uh, equipment and facility do you have to make these kids bigger, stronger, faster, blah, 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 the cliches that we use. And then if they can make in the NFL, you can point to those guys. You know, I don't know. What was – Yaki, you may notes. What was Brady Christensen? I know he's all over uh, pro people, but what – Yeah. What what star was he coming out of high school? I really don't know. So he's actually had a really interesting story. He was a two-star prospect, just kind of yeah. an afterthought. He did not get an offer from BYU until signing day. He did not have an offer, and they ended up offering him literally last second. And now he's blossomed into a mid-round pick. That's great. So pump that up. Sell that big time. Look at what we did with this kid. He's a local kid, right, out of Bountiful? Yep, Bountiful High. Uh, so, yeah, he came down to us and – you know, he put in his time. He did what he needed to do. The kid needs to do it, too. The, it can't be all on the staff. But we helped develop him, and now we've got uh, 30 teams that want to talk to him. And he's going to most likely be on an NFL roster. That's where I think BYU is really moving beyond that 4-9 season. You know, obviously the 11-1, and some of it was built upon weaker competition. We understand that, and that's a fact. I still believe they had a good team because look at all the pros that are coming to watch their guys, right? They're not coming to watch these guys solely because they're 11-1 and and beat a bunch of cream puffs. No, they're coming to watch these guys because it's worth their time and money and investment to get their butts into Provo. And to do that, yeah. And I understand Bevel's there, and his daughter plays on the softball team. And who's with who's Bevel with now? Now with the Jaguars, he's working with Urban. He's his offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean he's been around the league forever, and uh, I think he has a home in Provo too. I think he spent some time there after his he wife's was family's from Orem. Is that what it was? Yeah. And so uh, when because uh, there was there was at least casual discussion. Yeah. He comes down all the time because his daughter is a, is a starting catcher for the BYU women's softball team. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's the Johnny Bench of uh, women's softball at the collegiate level, I'll tell you that. Or is she the Manny Sanguian? Or who was the who was the, uh, the Padre guy who used to throw from his one knee? You would know it, DJ. What was that guy's name? Oh, now you're putting me under pressure. Benito Santiago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I blanked on him for a second. I was just thinking <laughs> about Benito him the other Santiago. day. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he was like Elastic Man, man. He can catch one five uh, yards to the right in the dirt. His, his arm was a whip. <laughs> yeah, he just... he Snap that thing down yeah. there. So, And Brian Johnson has uh, connections here. His, uh, his wife's family. Uh, his sister, or no, his wife's sister lived three houses down from me for a while. You may know her. She is the do Fox News anchor. Yes. Yeah. So I saw Brian. She used to work at uh, Channel Two. She interned yeah, at Channel Two. Sure. Before yeah. That. They were they they were my neighbors. Kelly Chapman. Uh, uh, just about two houses down. So I saw Brian there. So he's got family in town. And then they moved, and they became Kyle Whittingham's neighbor. They went from one celebrity me to another celebrity in Kyle. How about that? A little downgrade, but I'm sure they adjusted. <laughs> 
her husband, Jeff, did some uh, work for you guys, too, as a meteorologist. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense for those guys. But the fact that all these pro teams want to come into Provo, I think it's awesome, man. Sell that. Put those pictures out there. Send that to all those recruits. Look at all these kids. And there's probably some other big-name guys. I don't know who they are, but they're big-name personnel guys who are in Provo right now, standing in that facility, getting ready to watch guys. It starts at 10 o'clock, getting ready to watch guys do their thing, run up and down in the 40-yard and the jump and the throw and run routes and with Matt Bushman and all that stuff. That's just – I think it's really a big, big deal for BYU football. And the key is for them to spread that word as quickly as possible. Yeah. They're already Amen. doing it on social media. Right. And all the assistant coaches with all the texts. I'm sure assistants will be out there taking photos of guys in logo gear they and texting are. it to people. They've already sent it out. Yeah. So. Who's yeah. Your, but, I mean, individually to sure. a player. You know, they're, they're, they're big-name recruits they're really trying to get. You find out who that kid's uh, favorite team or teams are. Yeah. And then, miraculously, you have a photo of said scout or GM in uh, – well, in team gear. Good news. Zach Wilson, six foot two, two hundred and fourteen pounds, nine and a half inch hands. There two, you go. <laughs> two things. That's two things all, I always love is like getting the real height and weight. And it's how much did they lie in the six, program? Six oh two one, which stands for six foot two and one eighth inches. Okay. And then if they get a chance, I don't know if they do in this. If I were the team, what interaction? You know, the chance to interview or talk to somebody for five or ten or fifteen minutes. That would be pretty valuable. But a lot of this, like timing them running around cones, come on. <laughs> Three cone drill, baby. It's important. I don't know. It's not a decathlon here, people. Pro shuttle. Let's go. It's not a decathlon. Stop it. All right, DJ and PK, we are joined right now by Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. And Andrew, you were going uh, earlier this morning, you were telling us in detail, not just the Cambridge University had a study on the uh, treatments that you're offering, but like specifically what they were looking at, who they were looking at, you got pretty detailed. Yeah, there's, so there's a lot of clinical studies that say that our form of acoustic wave therapy is the best at regrowing blood vessels in this part of the body. Um, Cambridge, in their testing, they took guys specifically with some pretty major health conditions and ones that were no longer responding to Viagra. So I'm assuming severe ED. And the success rate was like astronomically high, above 90%. So if you're out there listening and maybe, you know, your situation is not so dire, not so severe, you've got some form of ED, this technology can work. Uh, It can turn back the clock a little in the bedroom, get you off the pill, definitely improve blood flow, and you'll see enhanced performance in the bedroom. We've helped so many guys, and we're finally treating the actual root cause problem of ED. But it's not really root cause, it's root causes, right? I mean, it's a, there's a variety of things, but it's also a variety of things that you see repeatedly. Yeah, that, that's a good point. There's a lot of things that can cause it. Um, it could be nerve damage, it could be prostate, it could be uh, diabetes, it could just be the way we age or eat. Uh, but the bottom line is there's not enough blood flow going where we want it, when we want it, and that is what we're fixing. So you got a special offer. For people who are thinking about it, well, they might as well get a discount or a deal or something. Yes. Uh, let's get the love life back on track. Uh, call us here at Wasatch Medical now. The assessment, the exam, even the blood flow ultrasound with our MD, no charge. By the way, that blood flow ultrasound, really cool. I've had that done a bunch of times. Tests the strength of your blood vessels. 
Uh, we'll also give you a little gift. You'll love this. It produces immediate results in the bedroom, and it's all no charge. So if you want to give Andrew a call right now, call Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. You want to try and put a stop to your ED, call Andrew at Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision has given you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call them at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. All right, we've talked about a lot of stuff this morning, PK. This is a segment where we traditionally recap it, but every once in a while something's something's happening right during the show. So new news for you uh, 930 listeners. Shaka Smart leaving Texas for Marquette. Sources, colon, John Rothstein with the info. Shaka gone, shaka gone, shaka gone. Staying one step ahead of, well, the posse is the cliche, but the truth is the angry boosters who want to win more in the NCAA tournament. Alex Jensen to Texas. <laughs> that would be a slap in the face. <laughs> he can turn down the Utes because he's on an NBA track and everyone is just nod and go, okay, if that's what you want to do, you know, that's a choice to be made, that's your choice. But if you run off and take the Texas gig, we're going to be pissed. <laughs> or as you like to say, uh, Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't think that there is a – a huge difference in Power Five, non-Power Five, uh, which is known as Group of Five in football, but Marquette doesn't play football. I, I think in basketball, and Gonzaga has proven this, that that doesn't matter as much. You know, you can, and Marquette's had some time. You know, obviously, yeah. Wojciechowski was fired, uh, but they've had moments. Dwayne Wade and Dwayne Wade took him to a and, Final Four. They won and, and, the title and, with Al McGuire a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big Rick was on that staff and all that stuff. So yeah, you. You can do that. You can be pretty good uh, with basketball. And so I don't know if that if the Wolves were circling or whatever you say around Smart in Texas. What was it? Where was he at? VCU? Yeah, he had a Final Four run. Was the hot coach there. Mm-hmm. And they did, Texas did get into the, uh, the playoff this year. Uh, I know that. And that, the, the Big 12 is a tough division, that's for sure. Or tough conference, I should say. Uh, I think this past season, Big 12 and Big 10 were the two best, at least in a regular season. I know the Big 10 flamed out a little bit in the tournament. Uh, but, man, that's that's amazing that uh, somebody would leave Texas unless he was the pressure was on to really have a big season or not. Now, obviously, if once you take over a job, you'll get some time, unless you're just absolutely pathetic. Uh, you should be able to get at least a couple of years uh, there. But it, it's interesting – I was I was listening to NBA radio, uh, and I've been listening to it a lot here lately, and or maybe it might even have been the college thing. And this Dan Donkage guy mm-hmm. is an ESPN commentator, and he has his own show, and he's an Indiana guy, and he was talking about going through the hot name, who's the hot name, and this Loyola Chicago guy is the hot guy right now, and he said, "I am so sick of hearing about the hot guy," and these guys, they get hot, and their team goes on a run. They get another job, and they don't pan out. And he listed several. And he was talking about, for Indiana, who he wanted. And Archie Miller, where was he at? Dayton? Mm-hmm. And, and he was the hot guy, you know. And you kind of you catch that lightning in a bottle, and then you get these jobs, but you don't really recapture it. So he was just going on about 
not going, not falling for the trap of the so-called hot guy. And Smart was that hot guy at, at a time. And they move and you know, doesn't really work uh, on the other side. So some big jobs out there still. I mean, Utah, in my mind, is a big job. Obviously, Indiana and now Texas is a big job. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but Lon Kruger retired at Oklahoma. 65 years old, said he had enough. He was 68. So you'd have uh, Oklahoma would be a, uh, a good gig. Yeah, check that. I think he was 68. 68. Uh, yeah. And, and gosh, long he coached for a long time. 45 yeah. years in the business. Right. And he, uh, he, he did great work at UNLV. Now, he didn't recapture Tark, but you look before and after. Uh, he was pretty good at uh, UNLV. And obviously, he parlayed that into the Oklahoma job. And he coached at four or five different places. Uh, had a little run with the Hawks in the NBA. But that's a job. And I was looking this morning because, I, you know, you get caught up in these rumors uh, talking about maybe Altman might be interested in it, in going, because uh, he's a Midwest guy. Obviously, he came from Creighton. BYU played Creighton when uh, Altman was there. So see what happens there. And that, that creates a little bit. It's not, it doesn't get as big of a buzz, I don't think, as college football, but it's still sort of interesting to see who runs around and does this or that there. All right, other stuff we uh, talked about this morning. The uh, the NBA, the Clippers won, the Lakers lost. I think I'm going to be saying a lot of the, both those things, PK. Clippers beat the Spurs two games in two days, and the Clippers won both of those games over San Antonio. The Lakers, meanwhile, continuing to you know play shorthanded, obviously, and continuing to lose. That's four straight losses. Danny Green, the former Laker, had 28 points, 8 of 12 from 3 to Help beat his old team, 109-101. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to win. Oh, excuse me, when the Lakers are going to win with this lineup that they run out there. Lose every game for like three weeks, four weeks, five well, weeks. Well, I'd have to look at their turns, schedule. I mean, whatever, I'm sure there'll just, be sometimes they'll win. Yeah. But. Cavaliers are pretty bad, and they're playing the Cavs tonight. Yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, and I don't have their schedule at, at hand, but. Them losing without their two studs, I'm expecting them to lose. So how far will they fall? That is loss number 17. They are a game and a half in front of Portland and Denver, but only a game in the loss column. Well, my goal is for them to fall out of the playoffs. All the way to 11? Not even give me. You give LeBron 10, he's like, sweet, I could be the first 10 seed to win a title. It'd be a little extra juice. Uh, okay, 11 then. Yeah, 11. That'll work. I figure if he's in that 7-8 game, he'll want to win it, and that'll put him 7. And then whoever has the top seed will be rewarded. The Lakers and the Clippers and the Suns will be on the other side of the bracket. Congratulations. Well, and then if the Lakers fall out of the playoffs, then they'll get the number one pick. So I don't know if I want that. <laughs> you don't really want that. They'll win the lottery. <laughs> Uh, they also have whatever is left of Orlando coming up on Sunday. Orlando, we talked a lot of uh, trade deadline stuff in Orlando. Nobody made more moves than Orlando. They shipped out three guys who are all playing a lot of minutes for them. And they moved them all. And probably the most interesting one is Aaron Gordon because he goes to the Nuggets, and that's a team the Jazz could see in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, that's certainly a potential opponent the way things are stacking up. But they also moved Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics and Nikola Vucevic to the Chicago Bulls. So just... Tear it down and start over. And I agree with Locke. I think the biggest news is that Kyle Lowry did not go to the Lakers. 
Breathe a sigh of relief, Jazz fans. That would have sucked. Now, there are stories out on Twitter this morning that the closest deal to getting done was Philadelphia, and it broke down over draft compensation. So, apparently that was the closest they came to moving him. But I think just put that on hold, and now let's see if he gets moved this summer. Yeah, and then what's going to happen with these buyouts? Uh, By all indications, it seems like Drummond is going to the Lakers and I agree with Locke, he may not be this or that, but they need something, and he can provide something uh, for them. And I think that he makes their team, even if it's marginally better, he makes them better. Maybe he can be better than that. and We'll see, because once you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you don't necessarily need to be really good. Although, you know, going back to what Steve Cleveland has insisted for over a year, he believes their best lineup is when Anthony Davis is at the five, which so then who really cares what other centers you're putting on your roster. If your best lineup is Anthony Davis playing the five, then that sort of makes that guy, uh, whoever that other center is, sort of uh, not as important, at least minimally speaking. I guess the question then is what do they do at center for the 10 to 15 minutes that Anthony Davis doesn't play? And then is there a chance that whoever this is keeps their best lineup off the floor, in which case if you're the Jazz or the Suns or the Clippers or whoever, you're like, yeah, by all means, add somebody and let us face five or ten minutes less of your best lineup. Sure. There's a lot of reasons to hate this virus. I mean, there's any number of reasons. But one of the reasons is that they extended the regular season by a month because they had to wait. I would love for the postseason to start here in three weeks. I am so ready for it. <laughs> but there are 29 games to go for the I know. Utah I Jazz. wish there were only like nine or ten, really. I mean, who, who doesn't want playoffs in the NBA? We all do. And to have the Jazz being where they are, I, I wish it could start normally uh, as it does around like April 15th, April 20th, somewhere in there. Jazz and the Grizzlies tonight. Jazz and Grizzlies again tomorrow night. And then after Cleveland's here on Monday, it's the Jazz and the Grizzlies again in Memphis. What would you like to know about the Grizzlies, PK? Because you're about to see more Grizzly basketball in six days than you've seen all year. Well, I want. Yeah, I, I wish they had Jackson so I could see them at full strength. Uh, and John Morant's an exciting young player. And so let him develop some more. But I really think from the Jazz perspective, when you're this good, and they have been this good, it's about you. It's not necessarily about your opponent. Uh, And some opponents get you more excited. Like, for instance, when they finally get around to playing Phoenix again, I'm going to have a little more pizzazz for that game, right? Because the Suns are better than expected, and the Suns beat the Jazz way back when. Typically, even though the season is shorter by 10 games, you still look at the first 15 games or so like, ah, who cares? Because there's so many games. Even though there's 10 fewer games, I sort of feel that way when they lost to Minnesota and Phoenix. Oh, that, was, that was the first couple of weeks. It doesn't matter. So it's still the season is still long enough to where that's what you think about. So I, I know that's what I think about there. But when they do get around to playing Phoenix again, I'll be interested. I'll have a little more interest than I would like in a Memphis game. But, you know, for the Jazz, I want to see if Bogey, can you continue? You played, you shot the ball well. You talked about it. You acknowledged it publicly. Worst slump of your career. Then you went out and you shot the ball well. All right, let's continue it, right? It's only Memphis, but so what? Let's continue it. Let's see what's going on. That, that's just one little minimal storyline. And then, of course, every storyline is you hope get out of there healthy. 
Well, Quinn Snyder said many times when he's asked about uh, playoffs or seedings or any of that, the number one thing he wants is his team playing well. And obviously, you need to be healthy to be playing your best basketball. He wants the team to be playing its best basketball, playing well, and you got to be healthy to do that. And for the Lakers, I think that's the thing that raises the eyebrows is these guys are going to miss a lot of time. And the only thing that gets you in basketball shape is playing basketball. And so are they going to have four weeks when LeBron comes back? Are they going to have two weeks when he comes back? If he comes back too early, is he going to have a setback and have to miss more time? Because there is time to come back and get it together and win the championship. You can't dismiss the Lakers right now, but they are cutting it close. It does raise the eyebrows a little bit, especially if either one of these guys comes back a little too soon and has a setback. Then they're really getting into uh, a problem. Yeah, but 29 games is a lot, a lot of games, and obviously he's not going to play in all those 29. Nope. But LeBron is superhuman in so many ways. <laughs> out on the floor that it's getting to the point, well, it's already past that point. I don't really doubt him until he's got that fourth loss in the postseason. And at that point, uh, you know, I'll, I'll doubt him or if they go down 3-0. Uh, but it's, when he steps out on that floor, he's still LeBron as far as I'm concerned, and I'm not going to doubt him. Uh, any of the other trades you want to tell the people about? Victor Oladipo, uh, Houston shipped him to Miami. Uh, you got the uh, Portland Trailblazers, got Norm Powell. They got another uh, 6'3 guy who can shoot, which doesn't seem I'm to be what they need. I'm surprised Locke was as high, of, and I always call him Norman Powell. That's what he was called when he played for the Bruins. I'm surprised he's as high on that deal it just seems like they are rich at a position, and it got richer. And that's nice. If it makes your team better, even if it's just a little, I've always said this, it, no matter what deal you make, if it makes your team better, that person may not put you over the top, but if it makes your team better, you still got to do it. And obviously in Portland, they think that this deal made them better. I'm okay with it, but I, I, Portland is dangerous. They're, they're, when you got a player of the caliber of Lillard, Obviously, you are dangerous any given game. But I just don't know that you're dangerous enough over a seven-game series with or without Norman Powell. So is uh, I always wonder with these, which of these are the moves that set up the move? You know, we grade them just on the move. But is this the move that makes them think they can now move C.J. McCollum and help that front line? I don't think they're moving Damian Lillard. He's the face of the franchise, which means McCollum's the next guy who has the most value on the roster. Yeah, but I don't think McCollum is as good as Powell. I mean, I think McCollum is better than Powell. I agree, but are they willing to get a little worse along the guard line to help them along the front line? I mean, you're trading a $30 million player, which is the neighborhood C.J. McCollum's now in, uh, 29 this year, then almost 31, then to 33 and 35. You know, can you get somebody back? Can you get a... That six eight wing guy, you know, I didn't. I don't know who they'll get. I'd have to go across the league and see who's Aaron under Gordon. contract. Yeah, I think I want somebody better than Aaron Gordon. I think he can't carry a franchise. <laughs> Maybe he can be the third best, third or fourth best player on the carry really good team. a franchise. You're going to get. You're, you're not going to get a franchise carrier. You're right, CJ McCollum. Are you going to get someone who can be the second best player on the team though? I want someone better than Aaron, than more proven than Aaron Gordon to be the second best player. I don't know. I don't know that this is the move. I mean, this is me spitballing. This isn't me, you know, sources of the Blazer organization have told me. It's not that. It's me spitballing. Well, I think move... Powell's a free agent, isn't he? I'll have to look at his contract thing. So can they sign him? Or because if they just trade him for the next few months, 
I will work on that for you and get his salary. We'll have that next, plus your feedback. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. All right, DJ and PK, it is time for your feedback. And before we get to that, Norman Powell, PK, has a player option for next year at $11 So he could be a free agent if he declines the option. Or he could take the option, do another year, and then hit free agency. So well, he can get more than 11 mil. I, yeah. He's going to be a free agent. Your feedback, stuff you've got to say about today's show, a lot on the trade deadline. Osteomath says, I am worried about the Denver Nuggets getting stronger. Denver Nuggets getting a lot Bye-bye. of love. They won the press conference as it is. Now are they going to go out and win on the court? People think that Aaron Gordon move is going to help them. Now we'll see if it really does. Uh-huh. Uh, the D in Denver stands for dangerous. See what you did there. That was nice. Thank you, Jed. Who put the D in dangerous? Exactly. <laughs> or in Enver. I'm so sad we don't have that draw. Oh, in Enver, yeah. You can recreate know, it anytime you want. That draw. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Go ahead. Go nope. ahead. That was the magic happened. Now it's time that to move was, on. Those were in the early days. Yeah. And I was a little more sarcastic in those days and. That was just that one. That one slayed you. You didn't have much to say after that. You just kept laughing. <laughs> what? That was about the most we got Legendary. out of you. Was Scotty our producer then? What did you say? <laughs> um, maybe it's all a blur. I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Uh, we we've uh, gone through a few of them. Yeah. Last two have lasted longer, but uh, for a while there, we were flying through them. Sure. One of them does an afternoon show now. <laughs> Jake got in and got oh, out. Jake, yeah. yeah. Jake Scott, sure, yeah. Tricky says, Tricky T says, I'm really mad that the Jazz didn't do anything. We've also got a lot of people saying, why would the really? Jazz have done something? They've got the best record. They don't have yeah. an obvious, they don't have an obvious hole. And anything you trade, you give something up. Because the roster's balanced. They're not you know, redundant. They're not real deep at one spot. Yeah, here's Mario. I don't get why so many Jazz fans wanted big trades. This is the best Jazz team we've had in a really long time. It's the best team in the NBA right now. they got great chemistry. Why would we want to break that up? Unless it can make your team better. Sure. But I think but what Locke I said is... I don't is, see anything that was out there. Yeah, I think what Locke said is really true about that Lou Williams deal. You know, the Clippers keep moving the guys who were there a couple years ago when they had a tight group and they won and they outperformed expectations and then they bring in two megastars and they're just all sort of chemistry issues. And, it, you know, is this just a sign that that stuff's never settled down? I don't know, but it's worth bringing in those guys. Take your chances because you weren't going any further with the other group. Yeah, exactly. The other group had maxed out. As impressive as it was, they had maxed out. Uh-huh. All right, time to bring in uh, Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. And, Andrew, you've been on the air a lot. You've had a lot of patients come through, and you, you build up some uh, info over time about uh, patient results and the issues patients are having. Uh, what have you heard from patients? Well, I think that a guy with ED uh, generally kind of suffers in silence. So, This problem starts with, let's get rid of the stigma. Uh, We can treat the ED effectively, get you off the pill. Once they've gone through the treatments, I think they're surprised that it worked well. It was pretty fast, a few treatments over two to three weeks. 
that's it. And they're able to turn back the clock. 50-year-old guy, for example, maybe to function in the bedroom like in his 30s. 70-year-old guy, maybe to function like in his 40s. We have seen this time and time again. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, Wasatch Medical uses the two most advanced forms of acoustic wave therapy. They repair damaged blood vessels. They treat the root cause instead of treating the symptoms like what the pills do. So among the information you must build up, you know, the top causes of ED, you must see some of the same issues over and over. Yeah, we do see a lot of nerve damage, maybe from uh, prostate uh, issues, or surgeries, diabetes. Also, I think just the American lifestyle is not helping any of us. <laughs> it's the way that we age. Blood vessels, they shrivel up and die, and this kind of becomes a plumbing issue. If we can open up the blood vessels, we can get rid of the ED. And if you're out there struggling, you're far more normal than you think. All right, Andrew, you got a special deal for folks today. We do. Last segment of the day, call us. Let's get the love life back on track where it used to be. Uh, we will do the assessment and the exam, the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor. No charge. Really cool. Uh, plus, a little enhanced gift now. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. You'll love that. All of this, no charge. Guys, you can put a stop to your ED. Call Wasatch Medical right now to claim that offer. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew Reinhardt and the Wasatch Medical Clinic at 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys.